From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. Welcome to Real Pink. So today we've got a little bit different format for an episode for you. Uh, today I get the, the privilege of interviewing and chatting with an old friend of mine, Stacy Lucas from the Children's Museum of Atlanta. And why this is different is that I'm going to be having a conversation that I think many of you have had and many of you will have. And so what prompted this conversation is I was on social media and Stacy posted something about a mastectomy and I was surprised. Like I had no idea that she had had any health issues of any kind at all. And so I reached out to her to have a conversation about that. And what you are about to listen to is that conversation for the first time. So. Uh, with that said, uh, Stacy, why don't you start off, just tell us your name, who you are, what you do, what you're about, where you're at. Sure. Hi. Thank you, Adam, for speaking with me today. Uh, my name is Stacy Lucas. I am the Director of Advancement and Marketing for the Children's Museum of Atlanta. I have been there for 10 years. Uh, I am a mom. I have a almost 21-year-old and a 17-year-old, and I live in Atlanta, Georgia with my so, husband and dogs and cats and yeah. rats and snakes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All the things. Oh, man. So so I think, I, I think I've probably known you for about 10 years. I mean, I've been involved with the Children's Museum on various committees and the advisory committee and marketing committee for probably about 10 years. And so uh, so I was very surprised when I saw your post. So, so let me start the conversation with this. I think this is important. So a lot of people that I've interviewed on the show that are, are, are would call themselves survivors and thrivers, uh, they, a lot of times they have ground rules about like what, like, I don't want you to give me any medical advice, Adam, or I do want you to send me weird, funny memes, Adam. So, for, so I want to start by asking that of you, like, do you have any ground rules for how we should think about, like, talk through this conversation? Um, well, weird, funny memes for sure. So yes, <laughs> thank you. I got you. You may yeah. already do that. Yeah. Um, no, I don't have any ground okay. rules on um, and, and that's that's fine. We'll, we'll uh, talk about we'll talk about my journey. Uh, yeah, but no, yeah. no ground rules. No, and, that, and that's fine. I, and, and a lot of people don't. But I just I wanted to I wanted to I be sure it. first, so For that sure. you know, so I'm not stepping ahead. So all right, so then let's start with your journey. So I I saw the post, was surprised. So what like tell me all the things that led up to that post. So I. I, I've just always been one of those women that have dense breasts, um, being called back for diagnostics and ultrasounds basically as long as I can remember. In December of 2020, um, I, it was a little more suspicious. Um, and so I had to go back in six weeks. Um, went back in January of 2021. Uh, they found a calcification. Um, they actually, it was January 6, 2021, where there were some other things going on in the world that day, but I was getting my biopsy. Um, and that evening got received a call from my doctor. It was very quick, uh, that the, um, the biopsy came back, uh, positive malignant. Um, I had stage zero which I didn't, was not even aware there was a stage zero um, of DCIS. And we took it from there. So it was very much during that COVID period mm. where um, the world wasn't quite opened up yet. 
Uh, I was still working remotely from home. And I think that that's when I posted the latest one, because it's been two years now, the, my social media post, it's really the first time I've really posted about it. A lot of people were surprised because I think we were all just living in that bubble still at that time. Right. And um, and I chose at that time not to put it on social media. Uh, and so a lot of people are surprised that I had a diagnosis. So basically, I had a great team at Piedmont Hospital. Um, I worked with Dr. Deal over at Atlanta Breast Care, uh, decided that because of my history and because there were uh, the MRI showed some other calcifications that may or may not have been malignant. Um, for me, I just made the choice to have a double mastectomy um, and I had Dr. John Simbus was my reconstruction uh, surgeon, my plastic surgeon, and it was a great team. And it was a big surgery, but ultimately, I'm, I no regrets. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I love to hear that. So, uh, so what's so what's the reaction been? Like you said, people have been surprised. Like, have they have they reached out to you? Like, did did you get a lot of like greeting cards? I mean, like, what's the <laughs> what's the what's the well, reaction been like? You know, when I say I was in COVID, I had my inner circle, right? So, mm -hmm. so during that time, I had my inner circle. So I felt like I had a lot of love around yeah. me, right? Um, especially the neighborhood moms. Oh, you know, the, the moms that I was seeing taking the dogs on walks and, um, you know, being out with the kids, uh, they really rallied, rallied for me okay. um, and and work. And of course, you know, working at the Children's Museum, um, they're the best people ever. Uh, so my team was amazing. Uh, Jane Turner was the executive director at the time. Love she that. was amazing. And yeah. they really allowed me the support and the space to have the surgery and recover uh, and come back at my own pace. So my first surgery was in February of 2021. That was the double mastectomy. And then I had reconstruction in July of 2021. Okay. And, and you said like that you, you chose not to put it on social media. Like, do you mind this? I'm just curious, like, like what went into that decision? Was it just kind of a gut reaction or like, like what were you thinking? I feel like at that, especially at that moment in time, being in COVID, I was trying to distance myself from social media, yeah. I think, yeah. in a lot of ways. You know, like I said, I found out on January 21st, uh, the world was kind of upside down for me personally. Uh, so I was trying to stay off of social media. I also had a very small circle of friends were diagnosed during COVID. One had a double mastectomy and radiation. Hers were, was a little more advanced. Two had lumpectomies and radiation. They were stage one. And they didn't post it on social media. And so I don't know, I just sort of felt like you know what? This is something I have my circle. I have my people, the people I know, know. And I, I just didn't want to monitor that part of it. No, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's like a whole extra job. And I know people would have reached out with support and right. love. And, and again, I felt like the people in my inner circle knew and they were loving on me more than ever. Um, and so I just, I felt like social media would just be one more thing I would feel obligated yeah. to check and reply to. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll tell you too, uh, and, and I'll say this a bit selfishly, like I saw your post 
and I've been kind of disengaged from social media I mean, for years, just got, like COVID was just like, I was just done. I was out, you know, and I saw your post. I was like, oh no, did I not see a previous post? Like, did I miss something? You know, and that, I mean, it's a very kind of selfish, <laughs> but, but I was, I was selfishly concerned about it because I wanted to be supportive. So I'm, I'm at, at least I didn't, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Right. Um, so, all right. So, so where are, where, where are you at now health wise? And, and, and is there anything like that you need, any support you need, any, like anything I can do to be helpful to you? Oh, you're, you're sweet. Um, and thank you for all the work you do. This podcast is amazing uh, and important to talk about it. Um, one of the things that I would like to do is, is de-stigmatize, stigmatize um, mastectomies, right? Mm, yeah. That's not really an answer to your question, but just as I move forward, there's lots of bad information on the internet about mastectomies and what you're able to do and not able to do afterwards. Um, so I do appreciate this conversation. Um, but no, right now I've been two years clear. Um, it was really, it was in the duck, milk, my milk duck. So it had not even expanded out, you know, spread out of that. Um, it was super easy if it wasn't for the placement of the cancer, uh, or the fact that I had other calcifications, which by the way, turned out to all be benign once mm. they did the pathology on both breasts. Um, I would have just probably had a, a lumpectomy and maybe some radiation. Uh, but the surgery was big. It was successful. It was, it's amazing what they can do. Dr. Simbis and Dr. Deal not to get too personal, but like, there's no scarring. You wouldn't even know that I had one. It was, you know, that's a big thing when you get a double mastectomy, right? Like, and, and it depends, right? Whether, and I'm going to get kind of personal, but whether you have a nipple spear, sparing double mastectomy or, or not, um, the scarring, but I was very fortunate, uh, cosmetically. I'm super happy with the results and physically I, I feel great. Um, I am clear. The only kind of annoying thing is that every time I go to a doctor, they see that, you know, I had cancer and they, no matter what is wrong, I feel like they want to check me for everything because I have that C next to my name. But right. otherwise that is a small annoyance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, oh, let's biopsy that. Let's biopsy that. Mm. Can't be too safe, which I totally agree. Early diagnosis, you know saved, saved me, um, saves lots of women. Um, this whole experience has really just made me appreciate where my, or I shouldn't say appreciate my privilege, but recognize my privilege mm. and appreciate healthcare and my circumstances, which is, you know, talk about selfish, right. But, but it did bring into light that I'm, I came at this diagnosis from a very privileged space. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, it also made me acutely aware of all the women who don't have that privilege and sort of moving forward, what can I do to, to help? Um, whether that's supporting organizations that provide free mammograms and, and health services, but, but I've really in the last, I'd say year started to think like, as I move through life, what can I do to alleviate that for, for other women who maybe aren't in the same position as I am? Yeah. Well, if you're looking for volunteer opportunities, I know a few people. Uh, that, Please that send them my way. 
Some really good work. Really, really good work. Okay, so uh, so probably just two more questions. Um, how has this experience affected like how you think about your health or how you think about the health of your family? Um, I've always been one of those people that run to the doctor. <laughs> I'm not a hypochondriac, but I'm not afraid to go to the doctor and be like, this is weird. So I think for me, I, I ran before the surgery. Um, I was exercise. Getting back to that has been very important to me, okay. building my strength. Um, I recently joined a, a gym uh, and am running again and, and back to back to pretty much where I was before the surgery. I think if whenever you go through a, a cancer diagnosis, you realize that we only have so much time on this planet, right? No matter what, yeah. whether even if it's I never felt like my life was was at stake or 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 you know I wasn't I wasn't there thank goodness but it makes you realize like oh crap anyone any of us can wake up and have a heart attack or have cancer or anything so I think it's been we're eating healthier um we're not eating red meat <laughs> nearly as much as we used to um, as far as life changes, I'm making sure that people exercise, I'm, I'm sort of become, I become a little bit of the, the annoying mom that's like, all right, all right, everybody out of the house, everyone out of the house, we have to walk the dog, let's go to the park, let's go on a hike. Uh, but, but I think that would be, you know, we just don't, you're not sitting in front of the computer, let's go, let's go, let's go for your health. And because like, you only get one shot at this yeah. spin around the world. So yeah, that's true. why, why? Why sit around and not take advantage of everything? Mm. It made me very grateful. The the whole experience just made me grateful. Grateful for friends, grateful for abilities, family. I live in a great city where, you know, we have a lot of nature and, and access. Mm. So yeah, that's I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh last question. Uh do you have any advice for any any of our listeners uh today? Um, gosh, everyone's journey is so different, right? And everyone's experience is so different. Um, I leaned on my doctors and their advice. I stayed off the internet. So here's a, here's a story. When I decided to get the double mastectomy, I called one of the uh, nurses uh, at Dr. Simba's office and I was just asking all these questions, all these things I had seen on the internet. Um, and they were, they were, you know, she's like, no, that's not the way it happened. That's not, you know, that she was just, she was just feeding me correct information, medical information. Like, well, I saw this and I saw this. And she finally stopped and said, Mrs. Lucas, from now on, I'm your internet. I <laughs> uh, love that. I love that. Uh, she great. goes, do not Google. Yeah. I am the internet. If you have a question, call me. So I would say that would be probably my biggest takeaway. Do not do not depend on what the internet tells you your experience is going to be or your journey is going to be. Talk to the people who actually are in it, living it, know your particular situation and can guide you um, because the internet is full of scary things. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It is. It is. Uh, so true. And, that, and that's advice that's been given on this show so many times and uh and it's so important so uh stacy uh, listen 
thank you for for joining us on the show today for being real and authentic and vulnerable thank you you know just for the work that we've done together for 10 years at the children's museum i i i thoroughly enjoy getting to work with you and your team it's one of my very favorite things um just i, I really genuinely appreciate it we appreciate you still hanging with us after 10 years you you're expertise and and amazing attitude has has just been a shining part of my career so thank you thanks for listening to real pink a weekly podcast by susan g komen for more episodes visit realpink.komen.org and for more on breast cancer visit komen.org make sure to check out at susan g komen on social media i'm your host adam You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com.